0: Um, Two places of scripture, Joshua chapter 1, and also 1 John chapter 5. Joshua 1, that's Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. And then 1 John chapter 5, just go to the back of the Bible, Revelation, back up to Jude, then back up 3rd, 2nd, 1st John. Got it? Is it easy enough? Okay. How many of y'all enjoyed the, uh, the uh, prayer course that you went through? Why don't y'all give Minister Barbara Olderman also another hand? Glory to God. Awesome job. Awesome job. Awesome job. I know you were blessed. Uh, she's a thorough, very thorough teacher. Really a teacher's teacher. And um, just does a commendable job, and uh, I commend her for it. For it. She also leads, she, she's actually the leader of our prayer ministry as well, so um, just wearing a lot of hats. Amen? And help, trying to help everybody get fit, too. <laughs> That's probably the toughest one out of all the three jobs. Okay, you in Joshua 1? <clears throat> okay, Joshua 1, I'm just going to read verse 5. If you have it with me, let's read it together. Ready to read. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So he says, the Lord says to Joshua, no man, no woman, no person, no thing shall be able to. It's highlighted, or rather, it's highlighted in my Bible, but in your Bible, it's italicized. Shall be able to. They will try to stand, but they shall not be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. Now, you can get in your Bible, but I'm going to read it from the uh, contemporary English version. Contemporary English version. All right, it'll be on the screen in front of you, hopefully. Ready? Let's read together. Ready, read. Every child of God can defeat the world, and our faith is what gives us this victory. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Every child of God can defeat the world. Then it says, no one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Today I want to talk on this subject, how to beat the system. How to beat the system. (laughs) How to beat the system. Father, thank you so much for your precious word and your powerful spirit. I ask that you'd anoint me today even the more to minister your word to your people. Anoint our ears, our eyes, and our hearts to hear, to see, and to understand and receive the word of God today. Let the word that that is sown fall deep into the soul of our hearts and produce the life-changing, transformative mind that we need to overcome the world. We thank you that Jesus already overcame the world, and in him we are world overcomers. We give you praise for it and glory for it now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, how to beat the system. 2020 has been a year of exposure and revelation, to say the least. <laughs> Some of you remember in 2018, Apostle Derber prophesied the revealing year, and uh, it was not, of course. Whenever prophecies come, they, that's just when they begin, and so it, we've it's become more and more intense now than it has ever been. That things are being exposed and things are being revealed in our world between coronavirus. And civil injustices, there are fractures in the church, fractures in our culture, fractures in all the systems of the world, and they have been exposed and in many ways are being deepened, these fractures. We see hatred, we see racism, y'all know what those are? I I don't need to define those, do I? Hatred, racism, classism. Everybody understand what classism is, right? You don't hear much about that. Classism is where people are separated or distinct based on their socioeconomic status. So people of wealth, people of, of poverty are separated and people, people prefer one over the other. So wealthy people like to be around wealthy people, poor people prefer to be around poor people, And they prefer poor people over rich people. In other words, poor people usually have something against wealthy people. So there's classism that goes both ways. Just like there's racism that goes. Y'all didn't say anything. Racism goes. Okay. Misogyny. I didn't say misogynist. I said misogyny. Misogyny is a hatred or prejudice against women. We see that. Xenophobia. Xenophobia, to a prejudice against people from other nations. Discrimination, injustice, and inequality. Those are all things that are pervasive evils in this world system. In this world system. Not just in the world. I want you to hear me today. Because I'm talking you about how to beat the system. So there's a system that's set up. Just like you and I, are, we, Earth is part of the solar system. Your body is a system of systems. Your body itself is a system. You have within yourself a cardiovascular system, and a skeletal system, and a nervous system, and an endocrine system, and all these various systems that are in your body, reproductive system and so forth. And so there are systems out there, but they're part of Satan's world system. Okay? Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, I found it interesting to hear one of our elected officials. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say elected official. This gentleman is an appointed official. Uh, The United States Attorney General, General William Barr, He made a statement I thought was pretty funny. He said he doesn't believe that systemic racism exists in law enforcement or criminal justice. He said he doesn't believe systemic racism exists in law enforcement or criminal justice. But I thought that's like me refuting hot flashes. That's like me arguing that morning sickness do- doesn't exist. Now, you ladies, if I were to say something about you to you about hot flashes, and some of y'all know what I'm talking about, you say, "Man, are you crazy?" <laughs> if you've been with child, and when I, if I say morning sickness is a made-up thing, you say, oh, "Are you crazy?" You would say that's because you're a man. You've never been through it and will never go through it. So for me, for Attorney General William Barr and many people on his level and above to believe that these things don't exist is laughable to me because of your uh, tunic that you've been given, (laughs) your tunic will not afford you racism. You understand? Yeah. Your skin cover. Right. You'll never experience this because you're not eligible. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm not eligible to experience hot flashes right. wow. or morning sickness. Right. Uh, you're hearing this. Yeah. But what I want you to understand, now that's just a side note. what I want you to understand is is that these systems are part of a world system that has all kinds of problems in it. Beyond racism, beyond classism, beyond, I I, I just named xenophobia and misogyny and classism and all these things that go on. Right? Right? That if truth be told, if we were to really evaluate our lives, many of us have been guilty. Many of us have been guilty of violating some of these things ourselves. Nobody says amen on that one. I'm not not picking on you, I'm picking on the system today. Because I want to show you today, we may not finish it, but I want to begin to show you how to beat the system. Because the truth is that the system is against you. And when I say you, I'm not talking to black people, I'm talking to people. Human beings, the system is against you. The world system is against you. Why? You are hated by the devil. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him? How did this man get my place? So the moment man appeared on this planet, Satan was after man. Here is man enjoying paradise in God's kingdom system called Eden. And along comes this little serpent who is Satan himself, to bring corruption into man's mind, which would then corrupt his system and get him out of it, to block him out of it. From that point, the, and, and when, man, when God made Adam, Adam was the god of this world, lowercase g-o-d. Am I right about it? I don't have time to go into depth to teach you this. I've already taught you this many years. Adam was the god, lowercase g-o-d, of this planet. God put this planet in, char- in Adam's care. Right? But the moment Adam committed high treason and turned things over, he's gotten to sin. My, my, <laughs> I can't tell that. Um, praise God. Anyway, <laughs> um, the moment Adam committed high treason, he turned over guardianship, Godship, to Satan. How do we know that's true? Jesus himself, when Jesus comes along, he calls Satan the God of this world, the ruler of the genius of this world, right? So from that point, he's in charge, which means now he has the whole system under his thumb. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 19, it says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. I want you to just insert, you don't have to write it in your Bible, but insert in your mind when it says right there in this particular case, world, you can insert in your mind system. That the whole world system lies under the sway or control of the wicked one. Now this is in your Bible. And it is true. So Satan runs this whole piece. You got it? Now, that being the case, jesus shows up on the planet Uh jesus is the son of god and the devil knows it so when jesus showed up he couldn't jesus didn't come and he wasn't born out of the system he was born in the system y'all y'all is this clear to you he he jesus didn't didn't have special privileges and to be born outside the system outside of this bubble he was born into the same system That's why when he was born, his mother and father were on their way to be taxed. Taxation is a world system thing. (laughs) Okay? So his whole life, he's under the system. And because he's under the system, he faced discrimination. Jesus faced discrimination? Yes. He came, first of all, he faced religious discrimination. He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Well, the religious folk began to ostracize him because he was preaching a different gospel than they knew. So they discriminated against him because of what he was preaching. Y'all got this. He faced classism. He went about preaching and healing and doing great works. And the people would always say, isn't that the carpenter's son? He didn't come in this grand, grandiose fashion, and they'd always uh, narrow him down, point him back down. Isn't that the one from Nazareth? Now, I've taught y'all about Nazareth. Nazareth was the ghetto. <laughs> was it, am I right about it? Now, that's where he grew up. Now, even though when he, when he was of age and began in ministry, he moved to Capernaum, the seaside village of comfort, but his, his roots were in Nazareth, and people always pointed him back to Nazareth. In fact, in fact, the disciples when he first met, I think it was Philip, came along and said, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Why? There was classism. In other words, they were saying nothing good comes out of lower class people. So I know you've been ostracized, I know you've been discriminated against. You join good company, Jesus. Glory to God. Y'all don't like this. He was born and lived under Roman occupation. Herod, under the Roman government, wanted to kill him. Pilate put him to death. Romans. The Romans occupied Jerusalem. So the the Jews, who though they were not slaves anymore per se, as they were in Egypt, they were still living under Roman occupation, being taxed by the Romans. That's why they come and say, Jesus, uh, Peter, does not your master uh, pay taxes? Then another group would come along and say, is it right to give taxes to Caesar? Jesus himself would say, give Caesar what Caesar and give God what is God's. They were under Roman occupation. They were being taxed unlawfully. Come on now, wake up everybody. But, the good news is he beat the system. <laughs> he beat the system. Born under it, but he beat it. Born into it, but he beat it. You and I have all, every human being has been born into a system, but we are called to beat the system. In John 16, Jesus said, in this world, it's the same word, you shall have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, the world system. Y'all with me on this here? In fact, give me the Amplified Bible on this John sixteen thirty three, please. John sixteen thirty three. Look at this here. I know it might be tough to read. Just, just watch it. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Perfect, perfect peace and what? Money. Now, he said have perfect peace and confidence in the middle of a system. See, right now, everybody's in uproar about the system. Because we know the system is flawed. We know it is. Ain't no question. I don't care what A.G. Barr or President Trump says. This system is whack. And it is skewed against people of color, people of a a lower class, against women. You can be a white man if you don't have the right amount of money. You still under the system too. Because the system doesn't cut anybody a break. So he says that in me you might have peace. He says in the world you sh- you will have, in the world you have tribulation and trials and distress. Come on, somebody, tribulation and trials and distress. Anybody ever been frustrated by this system? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's wacko what they make people do. You want to be a barber? They make you go to school for it and you already know how to do it. Oh, they gotta make you go to school. Why? It's so somebody See, it's a system. You wanna be a cook? You You wanna start your restaurant? You gotta go through all kind of all kind of, well, they need to. No, all it takes is for one person to get sick from your food. You ain't gotta worry about being open next week. You let somebody get sick from your food, you're gonna be shut down in a week because there's nobody coming to your restaurant. See, now some of y'all looking like, I don't understand. That's because you've been institutionalized by the system. You've been institutionalized by it. You think, but that's the system I was supposed to go. Who says that? It's because the system has locked you in into this mindset where people have to control everything you do. You don't even realize you're being controlled. He says, so you're going to have trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undone it, for I have overcome the world, I have deprived it of power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. Glory to God. I've conquered it for you. So he said, I beat the system, and I beat it for you. Oh, yeah. And if you're in me, then you can beat the system too. Oh, yeah. Glory oh, yeah. to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we've read this word several times. First John 5:4 and verse 5, John 16:33. We've read this word world. Now, this word world is the Greek word cosmos. I want you to listen to a big part of its definition. Just It's right there in your concordance. You can look it up yourself. It's an apt and harmonious arrangement or constitution, order. Have you ever heard of the new world order? What's trying to be established now is a new world order, government. So when it's talking about world here, it's not talking about trees. And whales and rocks and water. Jesus didn't say, not saying, I overcome caterpillars, fleas and maggots. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about I have overcome a system. Oh, I wish y'all get this here. There's a system that's set up, and the system comes out of hell. It's devised by Satan. Sickness is part of his system, and you can beat it. Disease is part of his system, and you can beat it. Poverty is part of his system, and you can beat it. Depression is part of his system, and you can beat it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And it's part of a world system, an apt and harmonious arrangement or constitution, order, or government. So Satan has, he's governing the world based on his ideologies, based on his agenda. Every government has a militia, or should I should not say a military, use the word militia, that sounds you know, dangerous today. I'm <laughs> the to context of our time. But he, every government has a military. Just like God's military is angels, right? Satan's military, it's his demons. Right? Just like every government has an economy, God has an economy that works by faith. Satan has an economy that works by fear. Just like God has an agenda which is to spread his love and get all men saved, Satan has an agenda in his government that's to get all men dead. You got to do what I'm saying to you. Just like God has ambassadors, we are his ambassadors. Satan has ambassadors. Any human being that's pushing that system of destruction and division is an ambassador of, this, of the enemy. You got it? Glory to God. Now, so cosmos, it's, it's the world system. Can everybody see that now? Can everybody see that now? All right, so I've, I told you this on last Sunday, I think it was, and I shared it with you Wednesday night. As Bear's repeating today, that without faith, this world system will crush you. Without your faith, this world system will crush you, and that's regardless of your race, your ethnicity, your nationality, your gender, and it's regardless of how much education you have. Y'all the same thing about education. It's regardless of your education. Because what people don't even know about education is education oftentimes is used as a trick of the system to crush you farther. <laughs> Nothing wrong with education. But part of what they do in the enticement of education is to get you to take out all kind of loans to get it. And then when you do get it, they tell you, well, now that you have it, you're eligible for more loans to buy a house and buy a car and get your, your fence around your house and get your two dogs and get your, get your the car, uh, two cars that you wanted and, and, and also to pay for your wedding. You can get a loan to do all that kind of stuff. I mean, why is it that? when How many of y'all ever applied, applied for a loan, a mortgage? Tell the truth. You've applied. I have. I've done it. I've had mortgages. Had. Why do they ask you, what's your highest grade level completed? Y'all are missing it. Why, why do they ask you? See, because they, they, they want to... <laughs> it's part of the system. Because the system is designed to crush everybody. Are oh, you hearing me today? But you are not supposed to be beating this system. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I refuse, to be I refuse to be crushed. Now, to do that, you have to make sure you reject a victim mentality. Y'all remember that? Did y'all forget that already? You have to reject a victim mentality because you'll never beat the system with a victim mentality. You'll never beat the system with a victim mentality. If you get a victim mentality, it just makes you easily crushable. You know, you know are, are people complain about being bullied? Yeah. Some people become easily bullied because right. you do dumb stuff. Just don't, don't do dumb stuff. You know, I'm not advocating bullying. Please let me make sure I go on record. I am not advocating defending bullying. What I'm saying is sometimes, you, if, you know, if you wear green socks and, and, and a red sock and, and white shoes, I'm going I'm to crack on you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that. I'm going to crack on you. I'm not trying to bully you. I'm just going to crack on you. And I'm probably not going to stop till you cry. <laughs> so if that's bullying, I apologize to all my classmates that I grew up with, people on my street. I probably did bully people. Thank God for his forgiveness. But you, you become, if you get a victim mentality, it's very easy for the system to crush you. Because what happens with a victim mentality, you will become dependent on the system to sustain you. Now watch this, this is, this is, this is tricky. I know I'm, I'm, this is a tricky statement for me to make right here in the middle of all y'all people. of All you people. <laughs> a victim mentality, if you all of a sudden have the mindset that somebody owes you something, I See, I knew it was going to get tricky. I knew it. If you carry the mindset that somebody owes you something, you will now be a, allow this, uh, a slave of the system. I can tell by the look on your face, I just lost half of you. If you sit around thinking people owe you something, and thus, here's, here's a clicker, because I'm not, I'm not trying to say people groups aren't owed something, but I'm talking about if you sit around thinking people owe you something, and thus are gonna hold your breath waiting to receive it. <laughs> you in trouble. And what happens is, because I'm going to show you this here in a, in a few minutes if I, get, if I can get to it. The system, what it will do is, it will, it will dole out, spoon feed a little to pacify you. If a baby starts to cry f- from hunger, you stick a pacifier in that baby's mouth, he's gonna sh- he or she's going to shut up for a moment. But a pacifier will not satisfy. It only pacifies. And what the system knows how to do is keep sticking pacifiers in a mouth rather than let you actually get satisfaction. All right, now, So I refuse to be crushed and I reject the victim mentality because I can't beat the system with a victim mentality. Now, 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5, let me go here. 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5 in the CEV says, Every child of God can defeat the world. Every child of God can, if you allow me to parenthetically place in this, beat the system. So can I read it like that? Every child of God can beat the system. <laughs> I told you, this is good news for me man yeah. every child of God are you children of God yeah. ask me are you a child of God yeah. alright if so you can beat the system yeah. uh-huh. now there's a system over us every human being and it said every child of God can beat the system because yeah. it says notice defeat the world that word world is the same Greek word cosmos it's the system So it says every child of God can defeat the system. I don't know if y'all just got that what I said. He said every child of God can defeat the system. Every child of God can beat the system. And our faith is what gives us this victory. Glory to God. Do you have faith this morning? Well, you have what it takes to beat the system. And if you give me time today and probably Wednesday night, I'll show you how to use that. And he says now, no one, everybody say no one, no one, can defeat the world or as we parenthetically place here, beat the system without having faith. Wait, 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 wait. He said no one can beat the system without faith. Well, I know some people, they look like they're beating the system. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You don't realize, you ever, how many of you ever heard of uh, something called, uh, I think it's called Chinese handcuffs? You ever heard of Chinese handcuffs? These little things, they put them on, on your fingers and, and, and they're t- they get tight on you. And the harder you pull, the tighter it gets. And what you don't understand is people who you look up there like, look at it, they're climbing up the ladder. They're climbing the ladder. They're climbing the ladder in that system. And don't realize they're being more and more entangled with it. And at some point, the system at the top will choke them out. In Genesis chapter 11, when the people, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1, the people of the earth were all of one language and so forth. They were all one accord. They were together and they decided we got the bright idea. We're going to build a tower up to heaven. And uh, they're going to do this. And uh, we're going to make brick and mortar and stuff like that. And we're going to build this tower. We're going to work together. And what happened? They created world system. They created a system. They were one system. This is in the the land of Shinar, Genesis chapter 11. They're one system. What happens? God looks down and says, I better stop this because if the people will remain as one and act as one, there's nothing that will be impossible to them. So it's not that he did not want the people to be one. It's that they didn't realise what danger they were in. They're gonna build a tower to God. How many of y'all are flying flown on an airplane? In an airplane, they do something in the in the cabin so you don't die. When you're at 15,000 feet, 20,000 feet, 30,000 feet, 35,000 feet, if you fly in a, in a private jet, 40,000 or 42,000 feet, they must uh, pressurize the cabin so you don't lose oxygen. You don't die. Because at that altitude, Trying to breathe on your own, you will die. That's why people, when they go to high altitudes like in the, in, the, uh, in, in Colorado, Denver, you go, you go to places, you know, you ever heard of Mile High Stadium? You go to places even just, just a mile high. A mile high is only 5,280 feet. And you go there and you get up there and you, st- you, you start getting a little winded. You, you see basketball players. Basketball players talk about all the time, football players. They go and play against the Broncos football, or the Nuggets in, in, in basketball, or the, uh, the Colorado uh, uh, Rockies in baseball, or the, or the Avalanche in hockey. That's called call all the Colorado teams? I got them. I got them. And they all talk about how it's different. You got to like, whew, because it's different up there. So these men in Shinar didn't have enough sense. With all their knowledge, didn't have enough scientific research to understand that if they had built this tower to heaven, they would have climbed. They would have climbed the ladder of success. But at some point, the air would have gotten so thin, they would have dropped like flies. So God had to save them from climbing too high in that system, and he spread them out all over the world. So just because you see somebody like they're sky high in the system, Doesn't mean that they beat it. They're just more deeply entrenched in it. And that system, if you don't have faith in Jesus as the Son of God, you cannot defeat it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there is a difference between, this is what what we know in in the barbershop, getting over on the system. You ever heard adding a cousin? I know it's not you, but you got a cousin who they got over on the system. Right? There's a difference between getting over on the system and beating the system. If I beat it, if I defeat it, it can never rise up to to come against me. But if I get over it, eventually, if I get over on it, eventually, the system is so big. That's why I always laugh at people when they're running from the police. <laughs> they're running. They're looking at, you know, some chubby officer. You can't catch me. But they don't realize there's a helicopter you can't see up there. Or they going to signal ahead to the sheriffs in the next county. You know, you high speed chase them. You're not going to get away the system too big. <sighs> I got away. Boy, they stopped chasing me. Yep. You're on the most wanted list all over the country. Right. Because you can't escape the system. It's, it's too big. You understand? So you cannot, people think that, that they get over on the system. So they're going to do, you know, they, you know, we get wire fraud. or We get, we get people that they, uh, uh, they're getting two, two checks, and it's not supposed to be getting two checks. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ever, how many of y'all ever heard of Drop Program? Okay, let me help you. Let me, let me help you. Let me help you. When I say drop program, I'm not talking about when you work for the city, for the state. So you're a fireman, you're a police officer, you're a teacher, and I'm going to, five years, the last five years of my employment, I'm going to enter this drop program and build up my retirement savings. Now, I don't mean that drop program, I mean the yearly drop program. Some know what I'm talking about. There's a yearly drop program. That when you go file your taxes, you better make sure you file them before anybody else files your taxes for you. Because when somebody else files your taxes for you, they get your information, file your taxes, get your refund, and you do not even filed your taxes yet. They already got your refund and spent it. That's the drop program. What happened? They got over on the system. But eventually, eventually, after a turn of events, it catches up with them. How many ever heard of a TV show I used to watch all the time I've been delivered called American Greed? American Greed, you see people who for a long time get over on a system. Scamming people. Making up fake shell corporations. They got their money over in Bermuda somewhere. You know, they got a, a, an account, you know, a, a corporation in Nevada that don't, doesn't really exist. I mean, they, you just have all this stuff people are doing to get over on the system. I told y'all last week about people who, do, you know, you go sell your food stamps. Not y'all. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about your cousin. Go sell your food stamps. How much? Fifty cents on a dollar. It's the same way, same rate. It's the same. That's normalized rate all over the country. I don't care if you're in you in West West uh, <laughs> West Virginia, North Dakota, or South Central L.A. It's fifty cents on a dollar. That's a standard rate. Right? What are they doing? Getting over on the system. But don't realize the more you do that the more entrenched, the more entangled you actually get in the system. So there's a way to beat the system. And somebody in here qualifies. Every child of God can beat the system. And our faith is what gives us the victory. So faith will let you beat the system. But without faith, you cannot beat the system. Y'all got this? All right, now, now, you have to use your faith. The children of Israel, they were delivered from Egypt, right? And once they got out, they were only held back by the chains in their own minds. It's very important. They're only held back by the chains in their own minds. Again, you look at 1 John 5, 4, even the New King James Version. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. How many of y'all catch Pastor Kim and me when we're doing our broadcast every week? All right, not enough of y'all. We do a broadcast every week, every Sunday night on YouTube, then every Tuesday on a Preach the Word Worldwide Network is called. It's Tuesdays at 8.30. We do a broadcast, and if you watch it, you know we close every show with This is the victory that overcomes the world. Got it? Because faith is what overcomes the world. Faith is what lets you beat the system. Glory to God. Now, the children of Israel, God was delivering them out of the system. Am I right about it? They were in bondage to Pharaoh. Pharaoh. They built cities for Pharaoh. Pharaoh stole their economic wealth. Y'all know the story? The children of Israel were, were wealthy. They were wealthy. And they were tricked into turning in all their money for these wood scare beetles, for this, this other currency. Trade your money for this, this material. It's like the devil tricks people today to do the same thing. Trade your money for this thing. Whereas you should know that you need to have your money making money. It's the only way you're going to come out and beat the system here is you start getting your money to make money as opposed to using your money to keep buying stuff because stuff don't make you money. It's just a side note right there. See, if you're, if you're more of a spender than an investor, you're going to always be broke. Come on. Right. Right. People who invest know that they, they start to beat the system. Right. Right. Can I just pause and just throw this on you? People understand that I need my money to make money. I need <laughs> that the system says, okay, uh, um, uh, I, I, instead of me... Y'all ain't gonna like this, but this is the truth. Instead of me paying interest to support the system, I'm gonna earn interest to beat the system. That's right. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Ooh, your cousin didn't like that just now. Instead of me paying interest to prop up their system, I need to earn interest to beat the system. Got it? The children of Israel were duped out of their money, out of their wealth. Now they're slaves in Egypt, but then God brings them out because he hates all oppression, hates bondage, hates robbery. So he brings them out. So there's no more chains now on them except in their minds. Glory to God. They suffer from what we just described here this last week as a victim mentality. Can I show you something here? Go to the book of Numbers, please. Numbers 13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is good to me. Yes, because I feel so triumphant. Yes, because I've learned how to beat this system. Yes, sir. I won't let this system hold me back. That's right. Or my children. Hallelujah. Or my spiritual children. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My children shall be taught by the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. Now, Numbers 13. I'm going to begin reading at verse 30. Okay? Now, the children of Israel, they're out of Egypt. And they're on the brink of going into the promised land. But they got an issue on the inside of them that's holding them back. Verse 30. They had sent these spies out, this fatherland out. How many of y'all remember the story? They sent 12 spies. Twelve spies came back, told them all, how awesome the land is, it's real good. But ten of the spies gave this majority report about uh, what it's got, is the land has these obstacles in it, these giants. And so the people are getting upset. Verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up when? At once and what? Let's beat the system, for we are well able to beat the system. We're well able to beat the system. Tell, tell your neighbor, I'm well able to beat the system. It says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't beat no system. Man ain't gonna let us do nothing. For they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel what? A bare part of the land which they had out saying, "The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature." So they're talking about the problems with this great system here. There, we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And watch this problem here. And we were like, "What? Right. In our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So we know this as a grasshopper grasshopper mentality here, okay? Now, so they, God has already promised them the land. It's their land. But in their minds, we're too small to get it. There's no way we can overcome this, if you allow, this system. Because the system has too many obstacles. The system has too many barriers. The system has too many great men or great people who are against us. So it's impossible for us to beat this system. So we, what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to, you know, we gonna try to uh, manipulate the system, or you know, we'll just we'll just draw back and 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 pull back. In fact, watch what happens. Go to chapter fourteen, please, chapter fourteen, and uh, verse beginning at verse one, it says, "So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them." If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. We, they say, we, oh, if only we had died, we would rather have died than go against this, try to beat this system. What kind of Jiminy Cricket? Verse 3. Now watch what they say. Why has the Lord, read it with me, why has the Lord brought us to this land, come on, That our wives should become, they have a victim mentality. That's all they can see about themselves is that we're going to be victims. We're not going to be victors. We're not going to beat this thing. This thing is too big for us. We're overwhelmed. We're giant. We're we're not giants. We're grasshoppers in our sight, grasshoppers in their sight. They have victim mentalities. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? just let them remember in egypt they used to give us some leeks onions cucumbers fish we used to sit by them flesh pots i at least likes to get me a check on the first or the third government housing government cheese Government school. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. They resolved in their minds, Laquanda, I'm just going to go back. The system is too big. <laughs> now, turn over please. Hebrews 3 verse 19. i oh, will put it on the screen for us. Look at that. You can just write it down. It says, so we see that they, this is this day is the children of Israel we just read about, that they could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief or their lack of faith. Remember now, it takes faith to beat the system. Without faith, you can't beat the system. They had no faith, and they did not enter in to the promised land. got it? Now, that generation, in fact, Jasmine, died off. The ones who lacked faith, they died off. God said, no, I'm not going to let you. They even tried. We're going to try to go in there and do something now because, you know, we don't want God mad at us, so we're going to try to do something. God said, no, I ain't with you. No, I'm not, I'm not with you now. You got to go when I tell you to go, and go how I tell you to go. You got to go in faith. Not, don't, don't, don't rise up because you're you rebelling. Rise up because I tell you to rise up. And so they failed and got their bottoms kicked and, 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 and had to go back. And they end up dying in the wilderness. But Joshua and Caleb lived, and God raised up a new generation of people who were a faith generation who said, we're going to go in and get this land. Now, go back to Joshua chapter 1, and I'll give you a little bit today of um, how you do this here. Just a little bit today. get through a couple of these anyway. Y'all do have time, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, Joshua chapter 1... Now, remember what we just read in Numbers, book of Numbers? Now, I talked about how Caleb, still the people, but if you keep reading, Joshua was along with him. Joshua was the one saying, let's go do this, man. Let's, let's be about this. Let's, let's get this land. Let's beat this system. We bought it, about it, right? We're not scared, never scared. So let's go do it. So now Joshua is in charge. Joshua's the young man. Caleb's the old man. Caleb, by the time they go in, Caleb's 85 years old and still strong. Because faith will keep you strong. Okay? So here it is now. Joshua is taken over from Moses. This is where we are in Joshua 1. Moses is dead. He's gone. And now Joshua, his uh, successor, is in charge. Verse 5. This is where we picked up today. No man... I want to replace the word man with system. No system shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So we know right here, right off rip, God's telling him that you're going to win. If you do what I tell you to do in these next few verses, Joshua, you're going to win. So for our sake, if you will do what God says in these next few verses, you're going to beat the system. And I don't care how long you've been under the system. I don't care how long the system has been whipping whip you all, all upside your head. You're going to beat this system. Because every child of God can beat the system. I'm talking about financially. I'm talking about physically. I'm talking about in all every facet of your life, you're going to beat this system. And it's my job as your man of God, to teach you how to win. We serve the Lord. We overcome the world. I'm teaching you today how to overcome the world. right? Glory to God. Now, he says here, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I won't leave you nor forsake you. Now, he gives them four instructions here. I'll get through. I want to get through at least two of them here. Okay? Number one, here, here's the question. What does it take to beat the system? Here's take, What does it take to beat the system? Number one, be strong. Be strong. If you look at verse 6 through 9, three times the Lord told Joshua, be strong. In fact, if you were to go back and look at Deuteronomy, you don't have to, you don't have to do it now. But in Deuteronomy chapter 31, Moses tells Joshua three times, be strong. At the end of chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, when, when the men of God, the, the men that were there to help Joshua, at the, end, at the end of this chapter, they told Joshua, be strong. So we see now at least seven times, seven times, seven times he's been told, be strong. And I might add, they all said, and very courageous. So seven times he's been told, be strong and be very courageous. Now, what does it mean when he says, be strong? Does it mean... Joshua, go work out. Go to the gym, Gold's gym, and work out your muscles and go work out with Barbara, go work out with Elise, go work out with Gigi, go work out with somebody and you know, crossfit and train and be strong. That's not what he's talking about. This word strong literally means you must be determined. It literally means you must be determined. Why must you be determined? Because you have an adversary. And you're going to face opposition. If you're going to beat the system, already you already know the system is against you. The system is not on your side. The system is not on anybody's side. And if you're going to beat it, and if you're going to overcome it, you're going to have to have some determination because you're going to run into some walls, into some obstacles, into some opposition. You have an adversary, the devil. In fact, put on the screen. First Peter uh. uh No, no, don't don't go to that one. Don't go to that one yet. I'm gonna say that for something else. (laughs) I'm about to get ahead of myself. You have an adversary, the devil. Just remember that. You have an enemy. The system is trying to crush people because it's a satanic system. I don't mean Republican. I don't mean Democrat. It's a satanic system. You understand this? And it's a system of systems. Within that system, all kind of systems that are crushing. But you can overcome the entire system, but you have to be determined. I want you to imagine, if you will, the marches of the Civil Rights Movement, 40s through the 60s, how determined men and women had to be. To the point that they even had to practice. They rehearsed. Dealing with what they were going to face. They knew they'd face water holes. They knew they would face dogs. They knew they would face police. They knew they would face beatings. They knew they would face uh, people uh, arguing in their face at very close range. And they had to, they had to they actually practice. To To develop a determination. That no matter how hard this is, I'm not going to quit the struggle. Right, right. Yeah. I read this yesterday. I think Gigi, one of you might have posted that in the, in the group Me about uh, if, if, if you're tired, rest. Don't quit. When you get tired, rest. Don't quit. Right. Yeah. It's all right to rest. Resting is not quitting. And when you're trying, when you're beating this system, you're going to get tired. You're going you're to be troubled, but rest, don't quit. You have to have a holy determination that I'm not going to let this debt be on me my whole life. I'm not going to be broke my whole life. I'm not going to be sick my whole life. I'm not going to be unaccounted for my whole life. I'm not going to be stuck on this one level my whole life. You have to have a dogged determination on the inside of you that by, watch this, by any means necessary, I'm going to get to my expected end. And when you have faith, your faith will provide you with some substance. If you don't have faith, you don't have any substance. But your faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtain. They obtain. They obtain. They obtain a good report. If you're going to ever obtain anything, you're going to have to have some faith and some substance on the inside of you. And you can't quit every time. I remember when I was 17 years old, senior year in high school, and um, I was living at that time. My, both my parents were in heaven already. Living at that time with my eldest brother and his wife, they were taking good care of, of uh, my younger brother and me. And um, I, I, I quit something. I don't know if, I, if it was a job I quit, something I quit. And my sister-in-law said, told my older brother he said, William he said, you need, to, you need to talk to your brother. She said, you tell him because if he quits everything now, he'll always be a quitter. Right. So my brother took me. He said, hey man, wanna go fishing? Yeah, I want to go fishing. <laughs> now I didn't know this until we after we fishing. I was, wanna go fishing? Yeah. So we took a little trip. We didn't just go like down to the pier. We went on a trip, fishing trip. And the whole time i went on the trip, he talking to me about fortitude about how you can't quit everything. Because if you quit everything, you'll never obtain anything. So when God's talking to Joshua, he's saying, Joshua, if you're going to beat this system, you cannot be a quitter. You're going to have some holy determination, some drive, some zeal in you that come hell or high water. No matter what I face, no matter what, no matter what obstacles. Some of you should be further along in business, but too many people told you got two no's and you stopped. Y'all ain't saying to me. You got two slam doors and you dropped out of the business. Put up Jeremiah 12 verse 5, please. Let me hurry up. Jeremiah 12 verse 5. This is what God says to, Je- to Jeremiah, his strong prophet. He said, Jeremiah... If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? This is God talking to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, bro, if these little foot soldiers wore you out, what you going to do when you got to deal with the horses? In other words, if you you get sidetracked, if you quit off the little smallest thing. What you gonna do when you have a real obstacle? Anybody who's been through military training boot camp? How many of y'all ever been through boot camp? Just about six of y'all. Was boot camp easy? No. 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 Boot camp, now I've I've never gone to boot camp. There's a reason I didn't go to boot camp. Because I never joined the military. And I had no plan on it. I thought about it. They just didn't, didn't offer me enough money. <laughs> for all that. <laughs> the Air Force wanted me bad, but I was like, y'all don't offer me enough money for what I. So, um, but I've, I've seen it on TV enough and talked to enough guys to know that when you go to boot camp, those sergeants get in your face. Yeah. Am I right? Now, I'm going to talk to this recruiter. I got a, a former recruiter here. See, this recruiter, when they come recruit you, they come talk to Hey, young man, how you doing? Oh. you will just, you know, you're really love it, man. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. I'm your friend. You know, can I give you some gum? You want a soda or something? Can I get you something? I got you. You want to go eat? Let's go Yeah, i get you a steak. Get any steak you want, man. God come, you still smoke, you want a cigarette? I'm like, I got you a cigarette. No, I got you, I got you, take everything on your clothes. And they, they sell you on this whole beautiful thing and all of a sudden, you know, they get you, you sound out of line. Now once you sound out of line, now you're at the boot camp and you're looking for that recruiter. <laughs> Wait, where are you? Because now you're running to Sarge. And Sarge is your new mama. Am I right about it, then, Gresham? You old maggot, get out of here, you old maggot. They're going to get right in your face. Spitting all in your family. They're going to ain't no social distance in no military. Get down and get me 20. I'm going to And they already know some of you ain't going to make it through boot camp. And they're saying, good. Because if you can't make it through boot camp, we don't need you on the war. We don't need you on the front lines when we're at war. Because if you were to get dropped behind enemy lines, enemy right. ain't going to be nice to you. Thank you sir. Come on. Any ain't going to get you no cigarette and get you a steak and everything and get you, a, you know, a... You want a Pepsi? You, know, you want line with that? They ain't going to be doing that. See, so if you can't run with the footman, if you're going to quit at the first little bit of resistance, what you going to do when you get in a real battle? So God tells Joshua, be strong not build up your muscles and your biceps and your triceps. He's talking about build up this inner determination on the inside of you that you're going to get the job done. Because Joshua, you're going to have to deal with people on your team cutting up, the enemies cutting up. I ain't even told him yet about this wall. (laughs) And the plan I got for this wall. See, he ain't told him that yet. Proverbs 24, verse 10. I'll finish here in a minute. Here's what God says the wisdom of God says if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. You're not strong enough. You don't have enough determination. Not talking about here faint because you you know, you was trying to lift up, you know, two dresser drawers and you, you're just, oh, I couldn't make it. He's talking about here because your inner strength is too small. Something's missing on the inside. You've not developed a resilience. You've not developed a fortitude inside you that'll get you through what'll be some tough times. Are you hearing me? So, if you're going to beat the system, you're going to have to be strong. Seven times he was told that. Seven times Joshua heard that same phrase. Be strong. Heard it from Moses three times. Heard it from God directly three times. Then heard it from the men on his team one time. Be strong. So I must be determined. I must be strong. Number two, can I give you the second one? Then I'll let you go here, I guess. Number two, notice he said here, be strong and very courageous. Now, let me, let, me, let me hit you to something here. If you study that word strong out in the Hebrew, the word strong in the Hebrew literally points to being determined, but it also points to being courageous. So God would have to say, be courageous, be courageous. When he says here, be strong and be courageous, that word courageous in the Hebrew... Literally means be alert. It's the Hebrew word amates, A-M-A-T-S, Amates, which means be alert. It's interesting. You and it's probably worth you writing down because when you read be strong and courageous, you're just thinking, you know, be courageous. (sighs) I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But that's what being strong means. The word courageous literally means, from the Hebrew, be alert, be on guard. This is important. This is important. This is important. Be alert. In other words, remember now, we're up against a system. Run by whom? Satan. So you have to be on alert for schemes, tricks, ploys of the enemy. I got to be on alert. Hallelujah. Some of you guys, again, military know what it means to be on high alert. Since 2001 when we were attacked on our own shores here in a terrorist attack, September 11th, America's been on high alert. Different levels, red, orange, red sometimes. Uh, on alert for what's going on. They'll tell you when you're walking through the, walking, walking through the uh the airport. They say, if you notice anything suspicious, please report it to someone. Because everybody's supposed to be on alert. That's everybody, everybody now is social distancing, wearing masks. It'd be on alert. Everybody's be on alert. You're watching out, trying to avoid people. It's, everybody's on on alert, right? So, if you're going to beat the system, which is run by Satan, you've got to be on high alert because he's coming with schemes, tricks. Employs that are meant to further entangle you in the system now I'll show you something here and you'll testify to it okay now I want you to give me 1 Peter 5 verse 8 and 9 1 Peter 5 verse 8 and 9 just write it down it says this be sober that sober means have your mind clear y'all know what sober means right some of y'all know what sober means you're not, you're not intoxicated. You're not, you're well aware of what's going on. Be sober, clear thinking. Then no, notice the next word. Be vigilant. Vigilant. Vigil, a vigil is a watch. Vigilant means uh, watching. Be vigilant. Watching. Not vigilante. Be vigilant. Okay? Why be vigilant? Why be watchful? Why be watching? Because your adversary, now remember we're talking about a system here, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he, through his system, may devour. His system is out to devour you, the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. So the thief, his system is meant to devour men off the earth. So be vigilant, be sober. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty-two. I think around verse two or six, no two something five somewhere in there it says, uh, um, uh, a prudent man foresees evil. And hides himself. A prudent man foresees evil. Sees, okay, wait a second. He foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple, another word for simple there is stupid, pass on and are punished by the system. In fact, we read Proverbs 22 all the, way through, all the way through the whole entire chapter, is about the system. It's about the financial system. That whole chapter. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. The 22nd chapter of Proverbs, the entire chapter is about finances. Including verse 6, which says, train up a child in the way he should go when he's old. Not depart from it. In other words, train up a child how to beat the system. Don't train your children to get caught up in the system. Train them on how to beat the system. Don't train them how to get over on the system. Train them how to beat the system. You've got to indoctrinate them with the word of God so they have what it takes to beat the system. Because if not, your children will be devoured. Got it? All right, so now let's go back to uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. Notice it says, verse 9 here, resist him. How? In the what? In the what? You see why faith is important here? because that system is coming against you all the way you can resist him beat him is in the faith know that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world all over this world system Everybody's going through the same thing because the system is trying to crush everybody. Black, white, red, yellow, purple, green, male, female, doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, rich or poor, the system is out to crush you. Well, the rich aren't being crushed. Yes, they are. They always got to be on the lookout for who's messing with my money. Glory to God. Unless you're rich like us. Who our trust is not in our riches, our trust is in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So when when somebody takes from us, we give them some more. Isn't that what your Bible tells you? If someone takes from you, takes takes your coat, give them your cloak too. I'm working on it, pass. I'm working on. It. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting. There. I know we're all getting there. So, be vigilant. Everybody say, be vigilant. Be vigilant. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Then I'm going to close up here. I want, I want to, this just something I want to say before you go eat your, your chicken wings. It says, verse, uh, verse 11, lest Satan should take advantage of us. Notice this next part. For we are not ignorant of his devices. That word devices is, is literally schemes. So, when, if you're ignorant of satanic schemes, he will take advantage of you. That's what a system does. A system exploits people. It takes advantage of people. And he says, if you're not aware of Satan's devices, he will, through his system, exploit you, take advantage of you. Now, I'll say this. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. In this system, I want you to be alert. Because one of Satan's tricks he gets believers with this all the time and he gets poor people with this all the time is Satan always offers settlements. I want you to hear that Satan always offers settlements. How may I know what a settlement is? A settlement is a compromise Where one party receives less than what they're owed. What is this? This is juicy, juicy right here. So what Satan does, one of his schemes, Chris, is to get us to take settlements. To take less than what we're owed. Satan stole this system from Adam. The system belonged to Adam, to man. Jesus Christ, the last Adam, came to get it all back. He became the heir of the world. He, God even called called Abraham, our father in the faith, the heir of the world. And the Bible says if we belong to Jesus Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, which means now that this whole world belongs to us. But rather than him letting us get the ownership of the world back, he gets us to take a settlement. Boy, 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 boy. And the problem is, most believers are living on a settlement. And most, all poor people, all poor people are living on a settlement. Settlement is, I'm just going I'm, to I'm give you a little, little, little list. Here, just take this and shut you up. How many of y'all remember the story of rich man and Lazarus? Rich man fared sumptuously every day. Lazarus at his gate, struggling, sick and asking for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. That's all he wanted. The churches preached Lazarus was a righteous man, and the rich man was a a wicked man because he was rich, and Lazarus was righteous because he was poor. That's That's not the truth. The rich man was wicked because he did not share. He put his trust in his money. Riches didn't make him wicked, and poverty did not make Lazarus righteous. And the church has accepted the Lazarus mindset of just as long as I have some crumbs from the rich man's table. So we'll elect to take a settlement. As long as I got a little bowl of beans, a little rice, a little just something in my cupboard. And we've settled for crumbs as opposed to having the whole meal, the whole feast. you got to hear me on this here. Because I want to make sure I break you out of a settlement mindset. I'll tell your neighbor, Stop settling. <laughs> when you accept anything less than what's rightfully yours, you're living on crumbs. You've accepted a settlement. Oh, my God. Well, this is so big. I wish I could go deep in this. If you get a cost of living raise and you go shouting down, down the street about it, wonderful, that's a settlement. I'm happy to report I got a quarter. They gave, gave me another quarter this quarter hour this year. Baby, that's a settlement. In the midst of all this pandemic, of all the corporate shutdowns and furloughs, check the record and see what CEO bonuses have been given out. In the midst of this pandemic. Well, they gave me an extra $600 a week from the government. So I'm just chill. People don't chill out on $600 a week. Unemployment from the government. They gave me $1,200 stimulus check. Wonderful. That's a settlement. See, I can tell by the way y'all looking that you're settlement minded. You don't know what's rightfully yours. Dick, if I came and I stole a million dollars for you and came back and gave you 2500 would you be happy?
1: Come on, help me
0: out. Would you be happy? No. Yet we all act like, well, they, look, they did something for us. Do you know what is rightfully yours, child of God? Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Do you know your father owns a cattle on a thousand hills? Yeah. Come on. Come on. All the house and land belong to your father, and the devil's gonna give you $25 extra on, on a week, and now you happy? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Settlements. Yeah. Settlements. Settlements. We have people. Let's talk about people on on one end of of the spectrum. People who love a, a person, man loves a woman, a woman loves a man, love, wanna make a life together. But hear this, you know if you get married, you're gonna lose your benefits. I'll come on this side. You know if you get married, you're gonna gonna lose your benefits. So you don't wanna lose your housing. You wanna lose your housing because you can't have no man in there with 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 your housing. It's a setup. It's a settlement. So to prevent you from making, forming a real nuclear family, And building something that could have you living on top of the world, they force you into substandard agreements so you don't lose your benefits. Your benefits are a settlement, baby. It's a settlement. It's a settlement. Take this here and shut up. Don't let that man come in this house. Don't let, don't let that man be a father to his children. Don't let that man be here to protect you like he's supposed to. Don't let, don't let that man come here and provide for you like he's supposed to. Let us provide. We'll take care of you. This is the system. We'll take care of you. We'll make sure you always have a subsidized housing. Now They, they say subsidized. What they mean is substandard. We'll make sure you have sub, subsidized housing. Subsidized healthcare, substandard. Subsidized schooling, substandard. Subsidized food, substandard. It's a settlement, it's the system. So, what people are gonna do, Deke, is I'm gonna try to uh, uh, get, take advantage of them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, try to get over on the system. I'll, I let my man visit, but he can't leave his clothes. Cause I'm gonna get over on the system. So you can come at night, but you know, six, by the time sunrise, Junebug, you gotta get on. Get on, oh. got no clothes. Don't, don't let the children see you cause they'll tell it. They don't, they don't know how to tell, tell a lie. So I need to make sure you got the house because I want, I want, I want the system to find out I'm getting over on them. And you have, you have people. You'll have guys who say, "Girl, you got, get, get, you got that good housing. Let me come bunk, lay down with you because you got that good housing." Multiple families who say, well, you got that good housing. Let's just all, let's just all live in your house because you got that good housing. So now multiple families in the same house, kids, all on the floor. Then you want to send them to the school system, expect them to function. Teachers have to deal with them. Then you get mad because the teacher's doing your kids wrong. No, the kids, the the kids sleep. They they, they, they tired. They just they can't they can't function because you letting this system feed you crumbs. You're letting the system feed you crumbs. You keep taking a settlement. When he says, Joshua, be alert. Watch out for the devil come and bring you a compromise. God's got a good husband for you. He's going to offer you a compromise, though. He's going to offer you a man that come by every once in a while. I better get up here. He's going to offer you a man. He's going to stop by every once in a while. God's got a good wife for you. He's going to offer you a woman that don't mind you stopping every once in a while. I don't want no commitment. Somebody say "No no settlements. Let me read one last verse for the day. Proverbs 6, verse 30 and 31. I want you to see this about this thief here. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. All right, so if he comes to your field, he takes a few corn, you know, you don't mind so bad because, okay, he was hungry. Yet when he is found, even if he came through because he was hungry, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance, y'all better say something to me, of his house. In other words, no settlements. He said at the very least, sevenfold. Sevenfold is seven times what was taken. You can't steal a thousand from me and give me two hundred. Two hundred. If you're going to sell 1,000, at least you got to give me 7,000. At the very least. And that's if you were just starving. Because the devil wasn't starving when he took it. He got to give up his whole house. So here we are in Christendom living on settlements when the devil supposed to be giving up his whole house to us. Right. Yes, yeah. So Joshua, when you go in the land, you're going to deal with some people, some of your tribal leaders, who are going to go in and say, we just want this little part right here. God had to awaken Joshua one day and said, Joshua, what y'all doing? Oh, we're chilling. We got the land. God said, what, what? He said, boy, get up. There's much more land to possess. Joshua had found himself in a complacent place where he had a finally arrived. The people had finally arrived in the promised land, and they, they were satisfied just being over there on the other side. We made it. We overcame. He said, you ain't overcame yet. There's still more land that belongs to you. Get up and go get the rest of your land that belongs to you. I don't want you taking a settlement. I don't want you living on anything less than what belongs to you. And the devil has tricked the body of Christ too long to take a little spoon-fed little crumb, little settlements, when the whole thing belongs to us. I'm going to stop right there. Because my next part will segue me into the number into number three, and I'll, I'll say that for Wednesday. All right. So you need to be determined, be strong. And number two, be alert. be alert, be courageous, be alert, be be on alert for every scheme, every trick, every ploy, because you're in a battle, and an enemy in a battle knows he must. He, he has to catch you off guard. He has to bring things that you weren't expecting. He has to come and offer you some kind of uh, peace treaty. And when somebody's trying to get a peace treaty, the person who's offering you the peace treaty does not have you in mind. They have themselves in mind. It's to their benefit. So when the devil tries to offer you a little peace treaty... He doesn't have you in mind. He has him in mind. He knows if you stay determined, there's going to be some stuff you going to get that he really likes to hold on to. So don't settle. I, 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 used to, I used to hear this said all the time when I was in the old church. Church people get up and testify. I shall thank the Lord for a reasonable portion of health and strength. Reasonable portion? You mean God, who gave us divine health, divine life, perfect peace? You think He's happy with you having a reasonable? What? What, what is? What is reasonable? Who determines, doggone it? Who? What reasonable is? I don't want no reasonable portion of nothing. I want what's rightfully mine. I want mine. I want, I want mine. I will I want mine. Somebody decide, I want mine. I want, I want all mine. Matter of fact, I'm so determined, I'm gonna go and get yours for you. If you don't know how to get it, I'm gonna go and say, oh no, I'm holding this for you. You ready? I'm gonna help somebody who doesn't know how to get it. Because what you find out is if you bust a hole through that wall, you ain't the only one going through it. When David and his men went and fought after, after Ziglag was burned down, they went and fought. And the Bible says they had like 200 men who stayed behind. And David said, that's all right. They went and got, got the victory, got all the spoils, and share with everybody. Yeah. It's all right. If you're too tired, we'll go get it. And when you're kingdom minded, we're going to share with everybody. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. How many of y'all have some determination this morning? I'm gonna go and get everything God has. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna draw back. This system is not gonna crush me. And it will not crush my children. It will not crush my seed. It will not crush my legacy. It will not crush my heritage. I'm gonna go and get everything that belongs to me. Everything that belongs to the family of God, I'm gonna get it. And I'm not gonna be tricked. And taking anything less than what belongs to us. Hallelujah. 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 Now we know, I'm done. Y'all can stand to your feet. We know in this time there's all sort of sorts of racial tension in America. And people are making all sorts of concessions. All sorts of concessions. We're going to give 15% of our shelf space to this, and we're going to donate to Black Lives Matter, and we're going to do so and so and so forth. And those are all wonderful, nice gestures. They're nice gestures, but they are not solutions to the problem because 15% does not change the heart of man. The problem is in the heart of men, and only the power of God can fix that. I mean there's one group of people, man. <laughs> they want some other stuff. There's a group out in out in Seattle. They they've taken over a whole section of the town. They call themselves Chaz, the Capitol Hill of, of something. They they took over to the police precinct. They planted a community garden. I listened to one guy yesterday, he said, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make that a bank over there, and we're gonna turn this over here into a uh, grocery store. And I'm thinking, you know you got you gotta go through the SEC to get a bank. You can't you can't just start a bank. You know that, right? But they own a whole nother. I I I've been to Seattle. They they own some different stuff out there. They own some different stuff. So I'm not surprised by Seattle. They just they own some totally different stuff. The stuff they get coming straight from Alaska or somebody. This is this good stuff. Because they are out there. <laughs> Don't they? But I I want I want you all I, I need you all to think past color. Because you can get so and I'm going to deal with that Wednesday. Cuz we talked about meditate. I'm going to deal with that Wednesday. You could get so bogged down in the surface issue that's got America in an uproar. You miss the root issue of the devil. And you're looking for, we want equality and we want all that kind of stuff. That's wonderful. We'd love to have that. But that don't get rid of the devil. The devil still against Everybody, I don't care I don't care what you look like on the outside The devil is against everybody Because if that were the case You could go to a nation like Nigeria Where it's 99.999999% black Am I right about that James? That's James Heritage from Nigeria And you know there is still these same issues still exist there? Because it's the devil. And I, I want you, I want you, men and women of God, and I understand people, we, we, we feel anger and we feel that stuff. I understand it. I understand, trust me. In fact, we're, we're posting a, uh, tonight, there's going to be a video uh, broadcast on uh, the church's YouTube tonight. I did a sit-down with some guys to talk about what's going on. That's that tonight at 8 o'clock, so watch our YouTube tonight, the church's YouTube. But you gotta go, it's deeper than that. It's more, it's more real than that. It's more real. Because whether you do it, we do it, as a corporate body or we never do it as a corporate body. Individually you can beat this system. Did you hear what I said? Individually you can beat this system. I'm going to preach at some point I'm going to preach a, a scripture to you some point before this year is out hopefully for sure. Kings Chapter 20, verse 20. Notice this is 2020. 1 Kings 20, verse 20. Look at what it says. 1 Kings 20, verse 20. And each one killed his man. Come on. And each one killed his man. Come on. Other words, if you beat the system, and 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 you beat the system, we can whip the whole system. See? But it's incumbent upon each one of us to do our part. Okay? You are so blessed to know what you know, have what you have, and do what you do. You're going to lead the way for many people behind you. Amen? Father, today... Thank you for the time we've had in the Word. I thank you for each person who's heard the Word. I thank you, Lord, that you've spoken um, revelation to us. You've spoken inspirational things to us. You've spoken what we need to not, not survive because, Lord, we're, we're done just surviving. Jesus said that He came we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we're, it's time for us to thrive. But we understand this satanic world system has been crushing people of all nations all races all colors all backgrounds from the beginning of time But Lord we understand and thank you for Jesus Christ who came and beat the system himself and through him we have that same victory we know that father we cannot be bound any longer no chains can hold us so we get rid of a victim mentality that may still exist in our own minds and we step up into a place where we understand who we are and whose we are, that we can walk in total victory in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now I pray that each person in this room would be infused with strength. Paul told Timothy, he said, to be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. So, Father, I ask that God, that you help each, each one of us to be strong in you, the power of your might, the Ephesian church, Lord, to, to be strong, to, to be strong, as Paul told Timothy, in the grace. That is in the Lord Christ Jesus. And I pray, Father, that each of us would grow in that sort of supernatural determination to not draw back, to not quit, to not back down from any opponent or any opposition. But God will go forward. Help us, God, to be alert. But to be watchful for all kind of distractions, watchful for all kind of things the devil wants to offer us in terms of settlements and letting us just, just take a little bit of crumbs. No more crumbs for us. We're not meant to live off crumbs, Lord. We're meant to live off the whole loaf. We're meant to enjoy everything you have for us, Father. And I pray that each person in this room will begin to enjoy the fullness of the blessing, nothing lacking in our lives, nothing missing in our lives, nothing broken in our lives nothing insufficient in our lives, so that we have not only enough for us, but so much so that we can be a blessing. We can be a, we can minister to somebody else, God, who doesn't have the revelation that we have, but we can share the fruit of our revelation. We can share the fruit, the manifestation of what you've given to us in our lives. Now I pray, God, that these, your people, will walk in and live in the fullness of the blessing of the Lord all the days of our lives. We pray in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 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 Put those hands together.